Welcome, podcast listeners. We're excited to present Nurture Labs, the force behind the Demand Gen Pod. They've established themselves as a go to choice for demand generation services, offering everything from content creation to data attribution modeling. With a track record trusted by Fortune 500 companies, including those in medical technology, SaaS, higher education, and finance, Nurture Labs is your partner in success. Visit nurturelabs.io and experience the difference for yourself. Hey, welcome to the Demand Gen Pod. My name is Ryan. Today, we are talking about email segmentation, segmenting our email lists. Let's get going. So segmenting your email list is crucial in email marketing as it allows you to target specific audiences within a larger database that you may have access to. And so what I mean by this is that uh, if you have a database and you sell perhaps multiple products, you might have everybody in that database who's interested in all of those products, but individually they're only interested in certain products. So you wanna be able to email them and market to them separately from each other to only say for product A, send emails about product A, and then only send emails about product B to those who are interested in product B, so on and so forth, you kinda of get the idea. Now, the benefits of segmenting your email list are tenfold and they really revolve around increased engagement overall increased open rates, higher click-through rates, better conversion rates, all of these things will improve with solid segmentation. And usually I like to think that the segmentation that we, um, that we devise comes last. So when we're thinking about, um, it comes last in terms of actually building it, but when we're thinking about building a campaign, I always wanna start at the bottom of that campaign. What's the output supposed to be? And then how do we work our way back to the top of that content production and eventually get to the segmentation. So what's the output supposed to be? Well, we want to promote a specific product with a sale. Okay, what should the content be? Well, the content should be obviously revolving around that sale and we might have a couple of different bullets that we wanna target and ways that we want to approach it. So whether it's a lifestyle product or a SaaS product or whatever. Okay, and then from that, what are the landing pages gonna need to look like, right? What's the, what's the rest of the content? What's the CTA of the email? What's the subject line going to be for the email? And now we're kind of working our way back up through the experience and we're getting to that segmentation. And so once we have a really solid understanding about what we're sending and why we're sending it, then we can get to the segmentation point, which is who are we sending it to? So now knowing what we're sending, why we're sending, what we're trying to get out, of sending it in the first place, what our goals are, what those KPIs are. Now we can actually devise who would be best to receive it. And that's when we get to the segmentation. So I always like to think that segmentation kind of comes last. Um, you might think of really early on in the process, you might say, okay, well, I wanna send an email to, or a campaign. I wanna build a campaign for people who are interested in our first primary, in our, in our flagship product. Okay, but there might be segments within that product group of people who you want to target for a specific campaign. And so that's why you want to do that segmentation last. Now segmentation can be done with lots of different uh, ways and you can do it with demographics um, based on things like age, gender, location, interests. Uh, you can also target emails based on, um, based on behavioral segmentation. And so that would be grouping subscribers based on their interactions with your emails and website. And you can track what people are looking at, which pages people are looking at. You can also track obviously which people uh, emails people are opening and clicking through on. And you can tag interests based on those interactions. So you can build automated programs that would say if somebody opens this email and then obviously clicks through that email, 
then we can infer, I suppose, that they're interested in this product or we can infer they're interested in this service. And you can build further segmentation based on that engagement. That would be behavioral segmentation. Now, you can also leverage things like purchase history segmentation. And obviously, that involves categorizing, categorizing your subscribers based on their past purchases and their preferences. And that's really useful, right? So if we know what they've purchased in the past, we could do two things with that. We can obviously um, either suggest that they buy it again if it's something that is um, uh, needs to be renewed, or uh, we could offer some upsells opportunities, upsell and cross-sell opportunities um, and either, in order to either have them bump up in whatever tier they're in, or if you liked this product, then we think that you would like this product. That would kind of be your cross-sell. Segmenta uh, segmenting your email list also enables personalized content creation, and that's really helpful. So you can resonate that with different audience segments. And you can use segmentation not only in your um, your uh, kind of like top level segmentation of who gets into a campaign, but you can even leverage segmentation with dynamic content. So even within that campaign, you could make it even more specific to other groups. So kind of in my original example, you might have a flagship product that lots of people are interested in, and then you could put all of those people into a campaign and then leverage dynamic content to adjust that experience for each person as they go through it, depending on any of those factors like um, uh, like your basic demographic segmentation or behavioral segmentation or purchase history. So you could leverage those no matter how you wanted, whether it's uh, at the, the high level segmentation or you can narrow it down further within dynamic content in the content itself, which is super cool. But regardless, personalized emails have higher open rates, they have better click-through rates, they are much more likely to result in conversions, and all of these things are crucial to be thinking about as you're building out your email programs. Not only that, but by delivering targeted content and segmenting your email list, it really helps build these stronger relationships with your customers and with your leads. And you know, if you give them content that they like and they enjoy, then they're willing to open those emails. They're going to open them sooner. They're more likely to engage, more likely to click through, and more likely to convert, which is really, really important, and less likely to unsubscribe, also really important. But what about some ways to improve them? So segmenting your list can improve engagements as subscribers receive content that's relevant and interesting to them. And personalizing those emails, like we said, have higher email uh, open rates and click-through rates and better conversions. And so by delivering that targeted content, segmenting your lists really helps build those strong relationships. And those steps will all help you to improve your conversion rate. So if you're seeing poor conversion rates, consider leveraging some of those tips and, uh, and, and work your way up step-by-step, uh, step, right? Start with one thing, change it, see if you notice an improvement as the campaign runs, um, or depending on how many people you have going through it, if it's pretty small, then you might want to change multiple things so that you kind of get a better, hopeful, hopefully a better kick. But uh, on a high level, as long as you kind of follow those general rules, you're not really going to go wrong. You're not going to make it worse for yourself. So a couple of best practices. Some, some challenges, too, uh, include actually collecting this data and managing it accurately. And um, not only that, but maintaining the segmentation strategy as the list grows and you have more diverse groups coming in and then trying to avoid over-segmentation. Um, I think that the rule for over-segmenting is definitely going to come down business to business, but the reality of it is that there's a fine line uh, somewhere inside of your lists where you are being too fine-tuned, and that could very well come down to what is the return on investment for your campaigns that you're building? Are you building 
uh, 30 campaigns to target 100 people, probably a bit overkill. Um, are you building 30 campaigns to target 300,000 people? Well, that might not be too much overkill, depending on what the return on investment is for those people running into the campaign and how they're converting. Some best practices really for that include regularly updating and refining those segments. Uh, and also you can leverage automation to streamline that process and also conduct A-B tests to make sure that you're optimizing your results. And I think that the really important thing here with, um, with regularly updating and refining your segmentation, you can leverage sales to do that. So if you have leads who are going through the life sales life cycle, make sure that sales knows that they should be updating some of these factors as they come up in conversation. So if they learn that they're not at a specific company anymore, company churn is real and uh, it, it can be really high uh, overall. And so you could have somebody who's at a company and has a company email address and you're working them and then they leave. Well, sales might wanna try to follow that person and that might only be through a phone number right you might have their actual cell phone but you have their work email address so if we learn that their email address is updated we need to rely on someone like sales in order to be able to update that so make sure that you're aligning with sales on the types of list maintenance that they can help you to provide and what about compliance so businesses we have to comply with data privacy regulations like gdpr which is more european and CCPA, which would be the California Protection Act. Um, and especially depending on the size of your business and the revenue, depending on that, you have to conform to CCPA. Smaller businesses technically do not, but I would say it's a pretty good practice to try to conform to them. And if you're not familiar with them, it's well worth reading into them to make sure that you understand what the requirements are. But Honestly, it's not that bad. I mean, ultimately, it really just comes down to you're way better off not purchasing lists and actually getting people to opt in for real. And if they opt in and provide that consent, then you're pretty much golden no matter where you are. And then in addition to that, you can also and should also be implementing robust protection measures, uh, obtaining proper consent, like we just mentioned, also transparently communicating your data practices and ensuring compliance and build trust with your subscribers. So as long as you're clear about what you're using their data for, and you might see this sort of like a, as like a, a trust pilot kind of a thing on the bottom of a form, like we will not sell your data, right? People have seen better form conversions if they put something down there that says, listen, we, we just want permission to use your data to contact you. Um, or to provide you content, not to sell it. We don't get any other benefit out of this other than what we're telling you that we do. And that will certainly help, uh, I think, on the whole with form conversions so that they know that you're not going to go and sell that data uh, like we're kind of getting so used to with all these big tech giants. So that is it for today. Before we head out, we have a new sponsor, Nurture Labs, who has been really great in helping to get this podcast off the ground. Please check them out, and, uh, and we will see you next time.